What if I told you our self-worth isn't ultimately about us? After over 20 years leading people of many ages and backgrounds in spiritual journeys, one thing still needs to be discussed, living our inherent worth. So this is the place I'm going to do it. We struggle to believe our worth, let alone live its truth reliably. So more than being a newsletter with posts about a concept to understand, this newsletter will include practices to enter and insights to live. I aim to build it out as a clearinghouse of ideas from many writers and speakers. Our worth is the place from which all our travel begins. It needs to be understood, embraced, and lived out as we seek our best and most authentic selves. Unfortunately, spiritual seekers tend to have a high, if not impossible, standard and are given to unhealthy, overactive, and annoying inner criticism. Both can lead us to relate to the truth of our worth wrongly and fall short of living it out. And we follow that up with a healthy dose of guilt about doing so. Until our worth is affirmed, we'll live short of our best selves and struggle to love ourselves and others. We won't gain our worth in serving others, relationships, winning, and producing. That doesn't keep us from trying. Building our worth has come through many ill-conceived paths. Comparison, competition, profitability, conformity, fitting celebrated body types, performance, achievement, academic, athletic, popularity, constant productivity, upward mobility, fulfilling others' expectations. Investing in these as a way to feel self-worth puts us in a cycle of success addiction. The dangerous thing about them is that they work until they don't. After a failure or a loss, when we need a touchstone for our sense of self-worth, these foundations fall away. Even simply retiring from our profession can instigate a crisis of feeling less worthy. Whether consciously or not, we undergo everyday training that leads us to believe our worth comes from doing, achieving, comparison, or profiting for ourselves or our bosses. It's a subtle, and sometimes not so subtle, daily training, always running in the background and often joined by our inner critic telling us how we're falling short, all of which creates anxiety, depression, escapism, and ultimately leads us to limit ourselves. To retrain ourselves and start living out the truth of our worth will be the work of this newsletter. The impact of this will be felt far beyond ourselves as we're more able to love others as we love ourselves. As bootstrap Westerners, hard blue-collar workers, and football-minded tough types, we sometimes fear having self-love, self-care, and having self-compassion will lead us to be indulgent, self-absorbed, or arrogant. But in reality, the opposite is true. Once we have a clear, stable, and deeply grounded awareness of our worth, we can then serve and love others better than we ever have. In her terrific New York Times bestselling memoir, The Beauty and Breaking, veteran emergency room physician Michelle Harper says, a human being can never treat another person better than he treats himself. I read that and I thought, I'm not sure I agree. I mean, I've done that. But then I realized that eventually resentment has often crept in. So I would add a caveat. A human being can never treat another person better than he treats himself for long. Our care, love for others, empathy, and compassion need the engine of living our worth. I'm not doing this as an expert, but as a fellow learner and traveler. This endeavor is, in part, the product of trying to understand and live worth myself.
Therefore, I need your input to give this project fuller depth and value. David Fielder, author of Breakfast with Seneca, a stoic guide to the art of living, says, Since perfectly wise people don't exist, the next best kind of friendship exists between people devoted to helping each other make inner progress to become better human beings. So please think of this as a coffee table. I'll be placing a weekly, at least, slice of something to savor and perhaps practice. It will be something to reply to, pass on, mull over, and maybe even with which to disagree. The comment section will be the conversation across the table. The last thing you want is another email? I get that, so don't subscribe. However, you can check in from time to time if that's more your thing. Forward a post to someone who needs it. Maybe it will help you clarify a new path you're trying to take, and the people in your life can read about it to support you. As a placeholder for, heaven help me for using this word, content for a larger ongoing theme, I'll post on a range of ideas that I've observed and am observing in my time as both traveler and guide. Topics like spirituality, mindfulness, emotional health, attention and focus, nature parable, empathy, compassion, loving kindness, and embodied spirituality. There will eventually be a recording, perhaps a video too. A few things to notice up front. The title Feral Soul is what's true of almost anyone I've come to know in this life. Like feral cats, we're slow to trust coming home to the truth about us. We doubt our inherent worth and value and often react to life accordingly. We're skeptical, guarded, and prone to attacking others in desperate attempts to protect ourselves. I took the above image. It's a picture of a bird, a house finch, simply basking in the light with a seemingly content expression. This is the first and last word for this newsletter's entire effort. Can we come home to and live the truth of our worth? Finally, I go by Lewis here. It's just my middle name, and I chose it as a deeper part of myself to be revealed in this space. It's part of me that's always been there, but I'm choosing it, showing it, and leaning into this work. Seeing that name and friend invites me to a new, deeper version of myself, a fuller discovery. I hope this will be that for whoever visits.